All right, it's uh, time for Breaking Changes again, and I'm really excited to have someone I've worked with before uh, as part of API Strategy and Practice in the Open API Initiative. Um, and she is the uh, head of developer ecosystems and lead API architect at eBay. Uh, today, I have Tanya Vlahovic. I almost got it. I almost got it there. But thank you for being with me. Thank you, Ken. Uh, thank you for inviting me to your uh, Breaking Changes series. I am super excited to be with you today to talk about uh, APIs. Yeah. So. Let's dive in with just a little bit about eBay because uh, I know folks are very, uh, very interested in what what y'all have been doing over there for a while. Why does eBay do APIs? So uh, that's a, that's a good question. So eBay uh, launched the developers program back in uh, two thousand, literally pioneered the API space. I was not there uh, twenty years ago, so I'm not sure how the leaders uh, back then came up with. Uh, that idea at such an early stage. Uh, for sure, I think it's great they did so. Uh, and now I think it's very clear why we still uh, do uh, APIs. APIs bring a lot of value to our customers, buyers, and sellers. Uh, it is a factor channel through which value is exchanged for us at eBay. It's how we expand our business into new uh, contexts and new experiences. So super important uh, uh, program for us and uh, API as strategic things. Yeah, I, it's uh, been a leader or a pioneer in the space and a, a model that I can hold up for other folks in the space for, for a number of years now. So when when people are using these APIs, what are they building? What, what types of applications integrations do you guys see? Uh, marketplaces in general are complex. It's uh, way more than just uh, managing inventory and enabling uh, buyers to purchase what uh, they need and want. Uh, managing inventory is one of the aspects, but that also includes uh, all sorts of uh, uh, listing optimizations. Uh, it's about uh, all of the aspects of uh, fulfillment and logistics, including after-sale activities like cancellations, returns, refunds, and so on then member-to-member -member communication, then reputation of buyers and sellers, uh, product reviews, payments, uh, marketing and advertising activities, and so on. Uh, we started with the sell APIs 20 years ago. Uh, we have so many large B2C sellers who come to our platform and uh, sell at scale on eBay, sometimes on other marketplaces as well. Uh, and it's it's amazing how uh, vibrant and um, large our developers ecosystem is. Um, there are third-party apps, third-party developers who manage all of these aspects of the marketplace that I just mentioned. Then uh, down the road, we focused on affiliates and purchasing eBay items from third-party experiences. Um, we have direct integrations when businesses directly integrate with uh, our APIs like uh, large um, B2C sellers, and in that case, they work in their own interest. Um, then we have uh, service providers who extend our marketplace by providing value-added services, uh, build platforms and tools uh, to add additional value to um, our sellers. For example, um, service providers who um, enable uh, multi-channel uh, selling, uh, enable sellers to manage their industry across you know, marketplaces and channels, not just you know, eBay. So uh, yeah, so there are uh, third parties who just you know, keep extending our business and 
um, providing services on, on top of it. And just think of all of these aspects that I just mentioned that the marketplace has. So. So it's much more than just revenue. I mean, there's there's a number of reasons why listed in there, I would say. So uh, revenue is probably uh, the, the biggest reason, but not the only one. So uh, at the end, I think it all leads to <laughs> generating revenue. Uh, so uh, the developers program is really huge. Uh, so we give tools to our developers. When I say tools, I mean APIs and everything else that goes with that, um, with the APIs like uh, SDKs and so on, to thousands and thousands of developers around the globe to work on our platform, to extend what we do. Uh, to extend our business uh, again and to into new contexts and experiences. And that is huge. Imagine tens of thousands of people working on your platform and just you know, building on top of it. And that's, that's a win-win model. So this is about uh, revenue. But we also do APIs for a good cause. We um, uh, do have support for charity organizations uh, across uh, the APIs on both buy and sell side. And uh, we are very proud of it. So our uh, eBay for charity program is, is huge. So we raised, I believe, $35 million just in Q1 this year. Uh, so, and that, that is impressive. So we have APIs in place to enable our third-party developers to enable their sellers and buyers to support their favorite charities uh, um, in their experiences. So that's that's yet another you know, example then. We are very proud of this, uh, um, our collaboration with National Health Services um, in the UK, uh, so we partnered with them. We built a portal for distributing uh, PP or personal protective equipment um, to uh, healthcare providers across the UK. This is 100% built on uh, the Buy APIs, and we do this distribution for free. And more than 3 billion items have been delivered through this channel. So um, that was not done because of, of the revenue. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing the APIs and the way that sellers are connected into eBay uh, really helped you you uh, kind of adjust and and deal with the the pandemic, right? I'm sure buying habits really changed during all of that time. Yes, buying habits really you know changed, and there was like uh, an influx, and you know we live in a connected digital age. That is true, but uh, uh, that was really intensified during the pandemic because it was not only about shopping that became the way how people work and learn and entertain and communicate and do uh, many, many other, uh, you know, things. So, uh, so we haven't missed a beat uh, during that, you know, period. So uh, there was, there was an influx, but we, uh, you know, managed to do that. And then again, we used our APIs to, uh, for some you know to, to do good things as well yeah so i'm guessing at at this point i mean a lot of folks who are listening to the show are still trying to convince their leadership that apis are a good idea so i'm guessing at this point are our apis a priority for the leadership at ebay yes absolutely so again we have been dealing with apis for like more than 20 years so absolutely so we do have a full support from our leaders and executives and, uh, you know, considering the, the scale uh, we operate at and the contribution and value that comes uh, from our developer community, it's, it's a must for us to, to prioritize the API program and to ensure that um, the APIs follow the business initiatives, you know, there are new business initiatives, there are new, uh, you know, things coming, so we make sure that that uh, the APIs are at, at par with all of them. How, how long have you been at eBay in total? 
<laughs> so that's my 11th year. 11th so, year. So yeah, wow. So I joined in January 2011. So uh, I worked in uh, the identity domain, and that's where I was leading uh, a real-time entity resolution of user accounts into customer uh, entities. Then I joined the risk team. I was focused on risk assessment of eBay sellers. Uh, and then I think six years ago, uh, I joined the developers program org of the developer ecosystem. Uh, so and this is where I club together all of these things uh, that I learned about the APIs before even joining eBay. I worked on, on the rest of the APIs before eBay. And then uh, my identity and risk knowledge and background. So all of these things, you know, came uh, very nicely, you know, together, came all together. So. so what keeps you doing APIs? I mean, are you going to stick with it for, uh, you know, or are you going to evolve into something, whatever's next? I don't know. Uh, I uh, I am actually uh, I don't think we are done, right? So uh, at least I don't think I am done with all of the things that you know I have been thinking we should do, right? So six years ago we decided to completely rewind the program. And that was that was a lot of work, right? So we started from from the APIs. We decided uh, decided uh, and defined you know standards and specs and established a governance process. I keep talking a lot about that. So that was the first phase. Then we focused on that KID or Know Your Developer process. I came up with that acronym a couple of years ago. So uh, we tried to understand more how third parties uh, integrate with our APIs, uh, uh, what's the value that they bring to us. Uh, and then it turned slowly into SYD <laughs> or support your developer. <laughs> so, uh, so we are focused on SDKs now and drop-in solutions. Uh, we are revamping our webhook notifications, uh, you know, our async APIs. Uh, we keep coming with the new integration models. Uh, so uh, when it comes to innovation, uh, we foster both direct and indirect innovation. We also define new integration models and partner with developers to, to implement them. I have been doing this for uh, last few years and uh, um, that's probably the most interesting, you know, thing like to, to think of, of, of the new ways for uh, developers to, to integrate with us. And uh, and there is always, you know, something something new that you know keeps me busy. So that's that that's a big space. Yeah, you touched on a couple of things we'll dive into a little deeper uh, in a little bit. But one thing I've known about uh, the reason why I've stayed in touch with you and kept an eye on what you're doing is you're you're such a prolific storyteller about what you're what you're building and what you're doing. I mean, API days, API specifications conference, your blog, the new stack, you you, you do a lot of work, your own events you just finished doing, you know, so why? Why so much storytelling around what you're doing? Why not just just the tech of it? I think there are a few reasons for that. So I was not doing that uh, much before I got hooked on, on the API. So I think we are proud of uh, the work that we have done uh, with uh, since we decided to revamp our program because that was like a huge effort, especially six years ago. It's easier now. So I, I, I sort of like want to evangelize our developers program. Uh, then I uh, also want to share our journey with others who face similar uh, challenges and issues that we faced. I think that's very common uh, in our industry. 
Uh, and then I also learned a lot from the stories from uh, other relevant people in the industry, and you are one of them. So I just, you know, want to give back. So that's yeah. what it is. You've provided a lot of stories for me over the years and uh, talks as well as just me listening to what you're telling and then writing a story about it or talking about it. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So do you, I, you're doing this a lot, but do you encourage your team to do this as well? Uh, yes, actually I do. So they tell stories uh, at eBay events uh, for external developers. They tell stories at, uh, at internal events as well, which, which are important uh, because whatever we do on the public API side is applicable to the internal APIs and microservices and everything else. So we have um, internal conferences at eBay where engineers in general uh, come to talk about uh, work they are proud of and, and people from my team uh, participate in such events. Uh, then, uh, you know, they write tech blog posts, both internal and external and so on. Nice, I like that. That's a good way to, to, to make it really loud and, and reach, reach both internally and externally. So moving, moving into your, your developer ecosystem when it comes to your APIs and you you have a lot of you all have a lot of resources around it what is the most important thing your developers depend on besides your API in in your your ecosystem so okay so when, besides the APIs they actually depend a lot um, I mean uh, you know I would say proper feature richness as well as reliability and availability. That is that's what's very important, and uh, they depend on communication and support. So again, I uh, really believe that the APIs should be self-explanatory, especially all of these you know new APIs that that we introduced, and we have that um, you know I would say pretty good uh, governance process in place. Uh, uh, but again, so um, we are a global marketplace, and uh, um, we uh, there are so many um, uh, regulatory and compliance requirements. They are just you know part of our life. So quite often there are changes that impact third party uh, integrations, and we are trying to address all of them and support our developers. So I would say like communication, at least in case of our marketplace, is really crucial. So. Uh, you know, such such regulatory and compliance requirements keep coming. I sometimes think like every every month, right? So uh, sometimes we have to move thousands of developers, and that's not easy. Yeah, I can imagine that causes a lot of un unforeseen challenges within your roadmap. But again, keeping it probably pretty interesting for you as well. <laughs> Which it's, it's not yeah, it's not just the roadmap. So we sort of like adjust that. But then imagine moving thousands of developers to integrate these new things and to stay compliant. So that's uh, that's a challenge. So we just went through one round of that with the value-added tax in Europe and so on. So there are things that keep coming. GDPR and so on. GDPR. Okay, GDPR is beyond the marketplaces, but you know that's one of the examples. And there is this. Uh, um, extended producer responsibility that's coming in France at the beginning of next year and so on. So there is always, you know, something something new, you know, coming that developers need to pay attention, especially in the case of the global marketplace and cross-border trade and also similar yeah. activities. Yeah, I just finished recording uh, an episode or a segment on uh, the government. Uh, right now they have a the Access Act going through Congress. It's not in, enabled, but companies over a certain size have to have APIs and allow for interoperability and accessibility. So 
but there's a lot of details missing as you and I know when it comes to these types of policies there's actually a lot more detail you need to say well what does interoperability mean what does accessibility mean what does privacy mean and so we're having a lot of conversations about those things and i can ima i couldn't imagine what what you have to face in you know with not just the us but france uk europe exactly and it's interesting you know when engineers talk to talk to lawyers right so it's 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 always interesting how to understand right okay we are interpreting the law okay we have to implement that so what does that exactly mean so that uh, you know sometimes i i joke that i spend more time in meetings with with, with lawyers uh, than with engineers and sometimes it is it is true it's not always a joke I'm I'm with you. I I would say I'm about 10-15% of my time are are working with lawyers and trying to figure it out right now. So, uh feel your pain. Uh when it when it comes to, you know, dealing with change and working with your developers as you do, what's the most effective way that you you communicate with them? Yeah, so uh we actually I believe that communication is one of the pillars of developer experience. So it's it's very very important. So we use all sorts of channels that uh, uh, that we have. Uh, so uh, of course we update our developer portal. That's the first thing to do, obviously. Uh, so we recently added support for RSS feeds to some of the important, you know, pages to make it easier for developers to, uh, you know, ensure that they are not going to be missing important updates from us. Then we do a targeted outreach, we send emails. Uh, we run developer council. That is a monthly forum with top developers in our ecosystem. I literally meet with them once a month. Uh, so then uh, we have partner teams and partner managers at eBay who also communicate the important developer um, program changes. Then there are newsletters, in-person events uh, around the globe uh, in the past and, and now uh, virtual events like conferences and so on. So uh, we just um, you know try to, to talk we use all sorts of channels just uh, not to miss the opportunity to communicate how important the change is and to, to make sure that our developers understand, um, you know, uh, the changes that are coming and to get ready as much as possible. And uh, we received some really positive feedback recently from the developer community that we, you know, are improving this communication. And I think there are, there are more regulatory requirements nowadays than how it was like a few years ago. So, uh, I don't know. We're just trying to 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 send the message uh, as as soon as as we have a clarity on what the changes are going to be on the API side. Nice. Well, one of the ways I know that you make it easier for developers to deal with the change and what's happening is Open API. You use Open API pretty uh, extensively to document your APIs to do many other things that. And you make them actively available and easy to find for your developers. And then you tell stories around it as well. So, and this is one of the areas that I know you from is from the Open API initiative. Why did you join the Open API? Yeah, so <laughs> there is a story behind that. So when we decided to, to revamp the program in 2016 and go with RESTful APIs, uh, we had internally some proprietary uh, service or API descriptors back and uh, some internal tools to, to handle it. So uh, we started from, from, from there again internally, and then we realized that we should help our developers to also 
you know, build their clients faster and easier, uh, in order to integrate with our APIs. And, and then we decided to build our own SDK in Java around that, you know, proprietary spec. Uh, and we made it, right? So just, you know, somehow implemented that in Java and then, okay, so what should we do with other stacks? Should we start, you know, supporting and so on? And then I was the one who suggested to, to, to completely switch to the open API spec. And some folks internally really agreed and, and liked the idea and supported this. And then we joined the uh, open API initiative. Um, we really support standardization around uh, APIs in general. The open API, uh, you know, specification aims to to standardize uh, the way APIs are described, and and that's why we we joined, uh, you know, the open API initiative as as, as a member, and, and we um, use every single opportunity that we have whenever we meet with our developers or so to uh, you know call out that we have the open API documents. Yeah, well, I, I regularly use you as an example to other API providers, because the majority of the members of the Open API initiative are service providers or tooling providers, and and you fit the the profile of, a, of an API provider that just really understands the, the value and the potential. So you, you're a blueprint for, you know, uh, that I point to on a regular basis. Um, so is it would you say it's more open API is more for your internal teams or is it more for your your developers and your consumers and the about in the tooling that that gets generated for them yeah so so um again i'm not in personally I'm not in charge of all of the internal uh, apis but i am for the external apis so when it comes to the external apis we have 100 percent coverage so I mentioned that we have that governance process, and um, uh, one of the the the, the items in that you know checklist is that it has to be an open API. So there are no literally no exceptions. Since we adopted that uh, open API, I think that was probably back in 2017, something like that. Uh, so we just you know said that uh, every single API has to have the open API document, and we are very strict. And this is just part of the release process, and, and there was no single exception over the years when it comes to that. So, um, so when it comes to um, 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 internal teams, they are using it more and more. Uh, so, um, more and more teams across eBay um, use this open API. It's not like mandatory as it is for for the external, you know, developers. But uh, you know, uh, I think uh, there is more and more. Um, I mean, people understand that 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 open API spec, you know, uh, uh, brings value, not just you know from the client and consumer perspective in order to generate these clients and to integrate with the APIs faster. It's just for the API first, you know, approach. This is the easiest way to keep iterating with, between producers and consumers and so on. So we, uh, you know, use it more and more internally. And then when it comes to external developers, uh, I just want to tell a story. So a few years ago, my uh, back then boss challenged me to <laughs> integrate our product search API in less than 90 seconds. So uh, there was there was an eBay conference, and then I just said like, okay, let me try to do that <laughs> during that you know conference. So I started from the uh, uh, eBay's developer portal. I went to the portal. I downloaded uh, the uh, uh, Open API document. I imported it into Swagger, generated client imported that Java client into my Eclipse, modified one of the test classes, and I literally integrated 70-something seconds. 
I was able wow. to call the search API. So imagine the pressure I was under. <laughs> so everyone was sort of like timing me. I was on the stage and there was no chance to do anything wrong, right? Because I, I, I would then, you know, miss, miss my 90 seconds, you know, uh, window. So I think this was like, uh, we had so much fun. So this yeah. is like, uh, yeah. That, wow, that's pretty impressive. I would say that that time to first call is super important and such a critical metric for uh, all API providers and consumers because that's that's what matters, right? Is that you can land on the portal, get get your access, whatever tokens you need, and be able to. And you did it code wise. Like there's other ways you can do it with clients and other things. Like you yes. generated code and actually made it within an IDE, which I say is is even more impressive. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I, I admit that the API is sort of like simple, that's a search API, but doesn't matter still, you know, yeah. 90 seconds is 90 seconds. Well, I think that's, that's an impressive uh, demonstration. It's powerful to do at, at shows or at, uh, as a demo or a conference talk. So I like that. Well, moving on from open API, but staying in the same realm, you made a pretty big splash lately with your adoption of async API. Why'd you do that? Yeah, so I just mentioned that we really support standardizations around APIs and um, the async API specification for us is very similar to the open API. Uh, the open API aims to standardize how the request response APIs are described. And the async API specification aims to standardize how the asynchronous APIs are described. Uh, both specs are both uh, you know, human and machine readable. There are tools, there are visualizers and all sorts of things. So we do expect more tools and SDKs around that async API, and I hope that that's going to come. Uh, so because we are in the process of completely revamping our uh, webhook notifications, uh, it was so natural for us to, to adopt the async API, and then we just uh, you know uh, showed this to our community this week. Earlier this week, we had again our, our conference, uh, this time virtual, for our uh, you know, top uh, developers, and uh, this was one of the highlights. So we used that opportunity to to show the new things that we did on the platform, and also um, to to call out that we have uh, async API documents published. Yeah, and this is again going to be like a must. Sorry for every single notification type that we publish. I mean, there has to be a part of governance so, process. So is Sync gonna outpace? A, what's what's going to be more important moving forward, sync or asynchronous, or is it, are they both equally important depending on the use case? I think it, you know, they solve different things, so they are important. I don't think that the async API can, I mean, the asynchronous APIs in general can replace the synchronous APIs. Just think of a user coming to search for something. There has to be like a request response API behind that. So I think they are equally important. They will just you know solve different things enable organizations to scale in the right way and to optimize on their resources, to optimize on the client side, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I get that a, a question a lot from a lot of folks trying to understand the space. And I would point to why your storytelling is so important and what you do in the space, because I won't mention which which analysts, but there's there's a handful of top analysts out there and they pointed to your story in the new stack about async api being corresponding with a pretty big spike in adoption and inquiry calls from folks about using async api within the enterprise so uh your the reach of your storytelling is pretty significant thanks for doing that 
yeah, we'll continue doing this because we think this is this is the right thing to do. And uh, you know, uh, there's a body of architects who at eBay who are focused on on the technology, on the APIs, and so on. And we are very well aligned when it comes to these concepts and standards. Yeah. So across all of this infrastructure, the sync asynchronous infrastructure, uh, you probably have to deal with a lot of legacy kind of change. What Talk to me about how you deal with change across these public APIs. Uh, yeah, so that is that is a good question. So um, we have uh, legacy APIs are still heavily used at eBay, and uh, it is actually uh, you know uh, it's not that easy to uh, to move uh, developers to to the new stack, so uh, to the new APIs because it. It makes sense from their perspective. They invested years and years of integrating with uh, APIs that they even provide. So we have some developers who were with us from the day one, which means for 20 years they have been using our APIs and tools. So um, we just, you know, try to sort of like, you know, keep the contract, try to minimize the changes, try to incentivize developers to integrate with the new family of the APIs, but uh, there are use cases that we have to go and, and change the, the legacy APIs as well just, just because of the scale and again I mentioned that um, we keep getting these regulatory compliance requirements that we have to I mean you know when it comes we have to make changes across the board so um, but we also um, invested a lot especially over the last probably 18 months in, in cleaning up our portfolio so we are uh, uh, deprecating and decommissioning uh, um, APIs that are not aligned with eBay policies that don't bring much value to us, our buyers and sellers that have lower traffic. And uh, again, I, I mentioned that SYD support your developers. So we want to support our developers, but with the right tools. And I think so far it's going uh, well, so it's uh, uh, it's okay. So I think that developers understand that, and that's that's what we will continue doing. So. That's that's moving things forward and dealing with the past and, and keeping things stable. How do you contemplate the future? How do you come up with new features? And what's what's that feedback loop look like that goes into your roadmap from your community? Yeah, so that feedback loop is uh, is very important for us. So again, I mentioned that we are trying to uh, have uh, all of our APIs to be aligned with the business initiatives. So we have so many uh, business initiatives at Bay. I don't know. We launched that authenticity guarantee program, certified refurbished. Um, eBay's managing payments now, that was a big deal, uh, managing payments. So we had to change uh, plenty of uh, plenty of our APIs, of the existing APIs to add uh, the new APIs and so on. So uh, we are pushing for that API first approach. Uh, we uh, just you know, did that with, with the two um, capabilities. Uh, the only way to, to upload videos to eBay platform is via the APIs. And then we also enable that cost per click uh, model uh, for sellers to, to do uh, advertising uh, on eBay. Uh, so uh, so in such cases, we, we uh, partner with trusted developers uh, and uh, we just you know share the contract up front, uh, iterate. That feedback loop is very important for us. And, and I keep saying that, that uh, we actually leverage both direct and indirect uh, uh, you know, uh, feedback. So direct feedback is when we literally work with our uh, trusted developers and, and, and go over, over the APIs and proposals. And then that indirect uh, uh, um, you know, feedback comes from 
uh, our insights into how developers integrate with our APIs. So that's part of that KYD or know your developers. So really have uh, a decent data set about uh, you know our developers and uh, we understand very well how they use the APIs and we're looking to uh, all sorts of metrics that we have uh, uh, operational but uh, also business metrics that are, that are very important and then we just try to to measure our API strategy to measure the outcomes of the APIs. So I'm guessing you have you know your developers you have a lot of data on what's important, what matters when it comes to kind of commerce, global commerce. What what is the biggest challenges and threats that you see across that 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 keep you concerned? Uh I you know, I mean um so uh we are just you know monitoring uh monitoring what we have on our side and we are also monitoring the uh, technology landscape in general so we are trying to uh stay uh in the um in the in the game and uh to follow the best practices and uh, to, to get prepared for the challenges and to adapt you know accordingly so uh that's that's what we're trying to do so uh, the global pandemic was an unexpected challenge for example and we managed to pivot pretty quick to respond in the right way. And we have missed a beat on our deliverables. It was not just you know being reactive, but it was also uh, we turned into problem solving mode. And I mentioned that you know portal that, that we built uh, and we released that within a week, by the way. So I have never ever in my professional career shipped something to production within a week. That's what happened with that you know portal because it was clear to everyone that we have to do it and the sooner we do that uh, the better because we're extremely proud of having an opportunity to help save lives. Uh, so, uh, so there are challenges, but there are also ways to face them. So, um, we actually, you know, look into our data. Uh, we just look into again both uh, operational and, and business metrics. We take these numbers, go to our business people, go to our product people, talk, uh, share, and that's basically how we are trying to sort of like. Uh, um, define our roadmap because in our case, um, developers to a great extent you know, shape our uh, roadmap because yeah. of the value they bring. Yeah, I mean that that feedback loop, the API first, the agility and flexibility that 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 you get with that, you can really adjust and and go where you need to go in response to any new things. And so. I mean, that's a great way of dealing with change and challenges that you're going to face or threats, you know, from any anybody uh, that might potentially come and, you know, change the landscape externally in any way. I, I like it. So what do you think? I mean, I, I don't like predicting the future. I don't like what's going to happen next. But what do you think you'll be doing APIs with sync and async in 10 years? Do you think, uh, what, what do you envision this going? I mean, things never move as fast as we think they are, but where do you see yourself in 10 years? Wow, I mean, 10 years is a long uh, period. I'm also trying not to predict the future, at least not. <laughs> and it's about me. <laughs> so. I totally give you a pass on this question. I, I, I just take it week by week, day by day. And it's like you said, with mm -hmm. the challenges is just try to, you know, be educated, understand what's happening and, and deal with things in the short term, but have, you know, have a good yeah. strategy as well. So, yes, yeah, so I, I still will try to answer your question. So I hope <laughs> that I will be doing 
uh, something related to the APIs in 10 years. I think APIs are everywhere nowadays. And again, this is like, you know, we live in a digital uh, age, so it's, it's all about APIs. And I don't think that that will change. So I, I guess I will be doing APIs or something related to, to APIs in 10 years. So, so when it comes to APIs, where, where do you stay in sync? in tune with what's happening? How do you get your information? So I, I attend relevant conferences. I read. Um, there are people who I follow. Uh, you are one of them. There are API programs that I follow. So all marketplace-related stuff, all relevant developers programs. So that's, that's basically what we doing. Well, I think the ecosystem, I mean, the, the information intake is dependent on people like me, people like you. Uh, when, it, when it comes specifically to getting women more involved in this space. That's one of the things I'm always been trying to do with API Strat, API Specification Conference. I know API Days has a program. What sort of advice or, or uh, guidance would you give to to any woman or, or person of color to like get going in the space and, and make their mark? Yeah, so that's, uh, I personally am encouraging to share, uh, you know, demand their stories by doing this this myself that's that's how i'm seeing that so i had my talks at um, grace hopper celebration multiple times and they were all uh, technical uh, uh topics right tech topics which i'm proud of so i was not talking about other things like mm -hmm. career path and other things because i think it, it comes they go together so uh last year i had around table session and I broke eBay at Case Hopper and I broke eBay's record with the number of attendees and I was I was really proud of it considering the audience. Um, every year I try to speak at at least one of the uh, women in tech uh, conferences this year it was uh, women in technology World Series something like that so I think it's it's good to act as uh, an example and I hoping that we'll be seeing more women in our space hopping on the stage and sharing their stories and and I really would love to see, um, you know, the tech topics, you know, covered. Yeah, I think I'm really doing a lot of work and research as part of this show to really reach out and and find those spaces where where women are telling their stories about the APIs they're working on, what they're doing. So thank you for being that model because it's super important to have someone go, look, 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 look who's building that and look what, what she's done with, with everything over the years. So thank you for that. Um, to kind of kind of steer in a different direction when it comes to eBay, what are some examples of things you've purchased from a eBay personally? Oh, I love this question. So I have a few interesting stories. So uh, I purchased the Dyson vacuum cleaner recently. So that, that's an interesting story. So eBay has now this certified refurbishment program, and I was really focused on finding a certified refurbishment Dyson vacuum cleaner. Uh, but I ended up buying a brand new on eBay with a discount that, that I received from uh, a seller, Tyson, directly, and I paid less than anywhere else. So I just you know, could not uh, resist. Then uh, during the, the, the global pandemic, and we are still in the global pandemic, but like everyone else, I was buying everything online. So I purchased hair cutting scissors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> screwdriver repair kit for eyeglasses. I had to do it myself. And then even a plant. So, uh, and then uh, I found uh, the Lego uh, Star Wars Millennium Falcon Ultimate Collector Set. 
this that was the largest Lego set uh, last year at the moment. So with more than I think 7,500 pieces, something like that. So it was impossible to find it in in in, in Lego stores or anywhere else. And that was a birthday gift for my son. And we had a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> spending days and days, you know, setting it up. And uh, and then, yeah, there is one more interesting story. So I was uh, using the checkout API that my team built. Uh, and I was the first one to test in production <laughs> the API G expansion to Hong Kong. So I purchased the ruler <laughs> from Hong Kong using that API. So, uh, and then I also, may I ask you, uh, what, what, what's interesting that I sold on eBay because this is this is oh, an yeah, interesting yeah, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I sell, I sell things. I sell my, my son's, you know, old books and stuff like that. So, but, but the one that, that I recently saw was a, was a gaming PC that my son uh, built with uh, help from a friend uh, from the past that he purchased separately. So the boys were in middle school. <laughs> they built that PC and I sold it on eBay four years later. And the price was such that I could not complain at all. So that nice. was such a, such a pleasant surprise. I had no idea what am I going to do with that old gaming PC. And I sold it. Yeah, I think that's a great example of, I mean, kind of the circle. You have several, you're spending money on your boy and then you're making money back. So it's a yes. nice, healthy circle that can exist in the eBay marketplace. I like that. Yes. Exactly so, so. So when it comes to uh, getting started, anybody i get a lot of folks who are like you know what you do is great i convince them that hey there's apis kind of behind everything they always ask where do you start and i always try to connect have people start something that interests them because if you know when you're working with apis and understanding what this abstract thing is it helps to be doing it with something you're interested in so how would you recommend someone get started in the api space in that way. Do you recommend the eBay API? I mean, 70 seconds to get started sounds like a pretty pretty easy way to understand what's happening. Yeah, so um, I do. So there are, uh, you know, I am probably uh, subjective when it comes to eBay APIs, eBay RESTful APIs, but uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I consider uh, our, uh, you know, developer portal and the API reference and documentation that we have and so on, I consider it good right we invested a lot of time in sort of like polishing it i personally spend time uh, figuring out how to suggest that api reference page and the api explorer and everything else that we have so and then there are there are other you know developers program that, that are you know cool so um, the, the api portals and so i personally really love what Google is doing. So, uh, you know, their shopping content API and then, uh, you know, some, some, some in general, I mean, they are so consistent when it comes to documentation, when it comes to, to their pages and samples and, and how they name things and so on. I'm not talking about their old AdWords API from 20 years ago. So I'm just talking about these new APIs and just, uh, yeah, I would just you know, suggest like start from, some of the, um, you know, portals where that have a good documentation so that, you know, it's good for people to understand how, how other players are sort of like, you know, putting these, these things together uh, nicely. And then, um, then I think whoever wants to do APIs, they have to sort of like follow some, some steps. I mean, I would say like, 
the first thing is to really, really understand the problem statement. So what you're solving and uh, who are you solving for? And this is what, what I keep telling people at eBay and from IT interest, you know, keep asking questions, question every single requirement. Uh, just try to, to zoom out and question with a healthy degree of skepticism, keep iterating, uh, understand the edge cases and, and so on. And then, I don't know, de define and enforce your standards but be flexible on the how part. That's very important that gives some creative freedom to uh, engineers who are working on these things. Then follow uh, the API first approach, find trusted developers, at least that's, that's how we do that. So we find you know, trusted developers and iterate with them, do workshops. I used to travel again around the globe to meet with them and then to do sessions and so on. I'm hoping that time will come uh, back. Um, then gather feedback as soon as, uh, as often as, as possible, and as early as possible. Um, then make sure that the business is aligned. So that, that's very important. And then again, the soul has challenges at the beginning, but then people just you know, have to be patient and keep you know, pushing for the right thing. Um, then support your developers. So it's not just about releasing the API, that's just half work done, right? So it has to be a proper support. And then measure, measure, measure success of your APIs of your API strategy. Look into data because you know that's the only way how to convince business to invest more. Yeah. To show that, them the value. Yeah. That forward motion and, and generation of value, it, it and that feed it's dependent on that feedback loop. You have to work with your cust your customers and your consumers and understand what they need. Do you do you spend a lot of time critiquing other people's APIs? You say Google's are pretty good. Do you spend any time looking at like Twitter's or Facebook's or others to see what they're doing? I do. I do. That's that's uh, that's that's how I learn about the APIs. So I look into all of the relevant, uh, you know, players in the industry and so on. So I, I'm pretty familiar with other APIs. So so if you could say you know, in, provide any advice to your former self as you were coming in, you know, into the API space. Is there anything that you would tell yourself or share with yourself to help help, help along and not make some, some mistakes that maybe you made? Um, I, I'm not sure that uh, there are such things that if I knew, uh, if we knew, I mean, would change anything that we have done so far. So, uh, I would probably call out one which is uh, which I would probably feel a little bit different if I knew this. So it's more like uh, so when we release the new APIs, at least I was under the impression that everyone will jump and integrate with that, right? But then again, people invested years and years integrating with the legacy APIs that work very well for them for their use cases and so on. So that is something that uh, I don't know. I realized later, but I don't think that that would change the way how we decided to proceed with the new APIs and so on. It's just, you know, to, to um, you know, that fact helped a little bit how to sort of like, to, to, to come up with a strategy of, of, you know, how to start, you know, moving moving developers off, uh, off, off the legacy API. So uh, that's, that's the only thing other than that, you know, uh, you cannot do everything uh, in a single shot, right? There is a time that is needed. So that, that's why I mentioned we focused on the APIs first, but then we wanted to understand more like how developers are using these APIs. But then we focused on, on SDKs. And, uh, SDKs add some value uh, and, and simplify integration with our APIs. And we are 
because we have open API. We are not building just you know SDKs for for calling the API, just calling the APIs because that's what open API and so again and so on get. Uh, and um, you know that's how we were learning, right? So okay, so SDKs could help and drop in solutions and widgets, especially on the affiliate side, to sort of like. Um, improve developer productivity and reduce time to market and things like that. So all of these things, you know, keep coming. I doubt that, um, you know, you can just in a, in a single shot build all of all of these, you know, pieces. And then we also have this, we typically release APIs as beta because we want to iterate, we want to learn more and so on. So uh, that's, I think that's now when I look from this perspective, I think this is this is this is how it, it should be, right? And uh, um, it, it it is very, very, very important to, to be consistent and consistency is across all of the aspects, including vocabulary. So just you know to uh, and that's why I, I I I like you know rest because it is true that this is architecture style, but on the other side, it's not that easy to draw the boundaries around these resources. And I think that's a challenge that you know, we are sometimes facing internally, and that's that's that design part, which is really, uh, you know, I mean, challenging, and it's 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 really you know great working on, on, on you know such challenges. How to to have that consistent vocabulary, and how to uh, to define the boundaries around you know these resources, what belongs where. Uh, so that's that's uh, you know. That's what's important, and I think we somehow managed to sort of like establish that that process and to agree. And it, it was not easy, right? So I keep saying, and I use the number four on purpose. So when you have four architects that need to agree or have a discussion by the end of the meeting, at least you will have five suggestions because at least one of them will change their mind. So it's it's very very difficult to initially agree, but then you know once once that that agreement exists uh, uh, and then some you know specs and standards are defined because rest is, is is a style so it's just you know to agree on it's not a protocol right so it's just to to agree on on some patterns specs and so on so then it, it becomes really uh, you know uh, easier and open api and async api really help you in that process to to agree and know what you're talking about and, and express that common vocabulary right Yes, yes. So, like in our case, an item should be an item, an item, an item across all of the APIs. Then don't call it like listing in some other API and things like that. So, these are just you know, some of the, the examples. It's just that vocabulary, but also, you know, what are these resources and how to do this separation, avoid yeah. confusing developers, and also to make it easier for uh, internal, you know, developers. But sometimes it's 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 difficult. To avoid shipping org charts, I think that's the challenge that architects in general you face. I like that shipping org charts. That's uh, like, I mean, domain-driven design, event modeling. You know, like thinking through your design. There's so many benefits from it. It's not just about the technical. It's it's definitely about working through all the human aspects. The work, the architects agreeing, everyone knowing what's happening, communicating that to developers, all of that. So. It's good. It's it's good to see you 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 and your team embracing it. But would does everyone love API design as much as you do, or or are there still challenges getting people on board? Uh, so, uh, you know, 
eBay doesn't have a centralized API team. There is a centralized team that governs the APIs, but then APIs are you know, released by various you know, teams. So um, there are sometimes challenges. I think, again, this is, this is how I think architects and engineers in general work. So, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it's smooth, right, uh, compared to how it was like six years ago when we were just you know, establishing these things. So it's, uh, I think that's why I say people just have to be, people who are running such things just you know, have, to be, uh, have to be patient. And, you know, I, I guess the things will come because, you know, uh, you just start proving that it brings value, that your developers are okay, that, you know, things are going in a good direction. And then that's uh, what also helps a lot. So because we do that feedback loop and we talk to trusted developers, so we just then take that feedback and send to the engineers and we say, okay, we discussed this, we argued. This is this is this is your proposal. Developers love that, and then they feel really, you know, good. So they are really proud that, that they get a, a positive feedback from, from developers. And again, we have some developers who are really, uh, you know, large and, and, and bring a lot of value to us. So it's it's it always feels good to hear good feedback from them. Yeah, no, that feedback loop is is more than just. I mean. It's feeling good. It's feeling like you have a purpose, feeling like you're listened to, that it, what you're doing matters. There's so much more that's part of it. So we're, I would say we're coming up on an hour. This has been fun. Um, you, I, I just have to, uh, you know, really shine a light on the fact that eBay is, an, is such an API pioneer, been doing it for 20 years. It's, it's one of the handful that I point to when I say, you know, look, look at what's changing. It's what got me into APIs is working with the eBay API early on, even those legacy ones. And then what you've done, I think really has transformed and just the velocity that, that you have, you and your team have when it comes to, uh, I would say I don't notice the API releases as much as I notice the stories and the things like adopting async API and being so vocal about it and talking about what you're doing and being so honest and open about it. So thank you for what you do and what your team does, because I think you all tell some great stories. And and it, and like I said, with the analyst uh, comment, you, you make a big mark on the space. So I really appreciate you coming here and, and talking with, with me about it. And I appreciate uh, everything you do in the space. Anything you want to leave folks with, uh, tell them about what you're working on, anything they should be thinking about. So uh, first, uh, it was my pleasure to talk to you today. So thank you very much for the kind words. Thank you for having me today. So yeah, I think um, um, whatever, so we sort of <laughs> go with that storytelling. So whatever we do, so we try to, to talk about that and to release. And so so I think the folks should just you know, be following whatever we publish in the developer portal on, or, uh, on eBay's uh, tech blog post. So we are just you know, trying to continue uh, revamping our APIs, delivering some some cool stuff and things like that. Well, I look forward to tuning into that. I uh, You're one of the handful of portals I have bookmarked because I like to just visit it because when you land on it, visually, like it's full of information, valuable information that and your presentation of it and what you what you're all are doing, you know, at least once a month, I, I come back and just take a look and I'm not even integrating or building anything. So Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you.